Welcome to the first episode of the Big Q podcast. This episode is titled, What Are We Doing Here? So I am Miranda Bartos, and I will be the host of this podcast for the coming academic year. Um, this podcast is brought to you by the Markola Center for Applied Ethics at Santa Clara University through the Hackworth Fellowship. Um, and we'll talk more about that and what that means um, and what you can expect from this podcast a little bit later in the show. But first, I want to introduce my guest for today. Miriam, who are you at SCU? I'm Miriam Shulman, and I'm the COO of the Markola Center for Applied Ethics. Awesome. So what do you do? What does being COO mean? Well, sometimes I describe it as cleaning up after the elephants, but basically it's an operations position. So I'm surrounded by very smart people who do ethics in a variety of fields, business, government, journalism, campus. And I try to help them do what they're trying to do by providing the administrative support, the communication support um, to make those programs possible. That's awesome. Okay, so what is the Markala Center and what does it do? Uh, the center is an interdisciplinary center here on the Santa Clara University campus. And we say what we do is help people make better choices, people and organizations. Um, so we have programs, as I say, in nine different areas, um, professional fields, uh, including a wide campus program. And in each of those areas, we try to engage with people about the issues that come up for them as professionals in the healthcare field or in the internet field um, and help them to apply a framework for ethical decision making that can kind of provide a common language for people who are trying to work through a dilemma um, and come to a decision that really represents their values. Awesome. That's great. Okay, so what is the Hackworth Fellowship, and uh, what the heck am I doing here hosting a podcast? Um, Mike and Joan Hackworth, um, very generous donors to the center who particularly wanted to support our campus programs, and our feeling was that the best kind of programs for students were ones that students themselves um, initiated. So every year we appoint three to four, usually seniors, um, who have ideas about some issue uh, or some method that they want to use to raise ethical issues on campus. And they've done everything from help our athletes to come up with an honor code to have a speaker series on the ethics of friendship. Um, it's kind of really um, the thrust is what the students themselves want to do. That's great. Yep. And that's uh, why I'm hosting a podcast is because I have a deep and profound love for NPR. On that note about the podcast, dear listeners, this is what you guys can kind of expect from the podcast in this coming year. It's what it will look like or rather sound like. The show is going to come out every third week of school, so weeks three, six, and nine. They're going to be released every Thursday, um, usually mornings, early afternoon, that kind of deal. Uh, and then sometimes the format is going to be interview, sometimes it's going to be roundtable discussion, sometimes stories, but always about the ethical issues that pertain to students, both 
and here at SCU and other places as well. And just kind of young adult issues, things that are applicable to your lives, which we think is pretty important. And in discussing these ethical issues, we're generally going to use one of the five main sources of ethical standards or frameworks that are highlighted on the Markowa Center's website. So, Miriam, do you want to help me discuss these ethical standards kind of briefly? <laughs> sure. Uh, the ethical frame framework is really based on um, classic approaches to ethics, and we highlight five of them. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of sort of academic ways of talking about ethics, which we uh, absolutely respect and admire, but the framework is really an attempt to discuss ethics in language that everyone can understand and relate to. So we talk about things like fairness. Is the thing that you're thinking about doing going to treat everyone the same way? Or if it doesn't, is there a reason why you're treating them differently? Um, we talk about human rights. Is whatever you're thinking about doing respecting the rights of everybody who's going to be affected by your decision? We talk about the common good. So something um, may actually be good for a particular business or a particular profession, but what about the goods that we all share? Um, is the idea that you're considering doing going to be good for all of us together as a community? Um, we talk about virtue, which is a little bit different way of looking at ethics. And there you're really saying, well, what kind of person will I be if I do this? Will I be a person of honesty? Will I be a person of integrity? Will I be a person of courage? Um, so that's another way of looking at it. And finally, we talk about utility. Um, so that would be you know, kind of, um, is it doing the most good and the least harm? Yeah. Uh, so why do we talk about ethics? Why is it important? And why should anyone be listening to this podcast? Well, it, hard ethics is really about how we treat each other and, and the earth we live on. So, you know, without it, uh, you sort of have chaos um, and whenever you are in a conflict with someone and you feel that they've treated you unfairly, you're really talking about ethics. Um, you know, whenever you have a problem with someone else and you feel like they're not uh, respecting your basic human dignity, you know, then you're talking about rights. So all those things, you know, we call by the name ethics, but it really at its heart is about how we treat each other. Yeah. So it's a multifaceted approach to a pretty basic concept. And also the purpose of this podcast is going to be to try to engage students to think critically about the ethical issues that they are encountering in their everyday lives and recognize the importance of those things. Would you say that seems pretty right? Right. I think these are things students are talking about all the time. They may not give them the name ethics, but when there's a discussion about um, the relationship between students on campus and the neighbors around them, um, and there's a 
argument at City Hall about whether students should be allowed to live in houses that there is more than two of them. Well, there is an ethical issue there, and ethics can be a way to have a dialogue with someone that you disagree with about things that you probably agree about, like, well, the solution we come to should be fair, and the solution we come to should be good for the common good. So, Right. But on that same note, it's super interesting to note to me that ethics isn't law necessarily. Like something that is the legal precedent doesn't necessarily mean it is the ethically right thing and vice versa. Well, often law is based to some degree on what we've agreed is ethical. But there's, you know, we say law is the... Um, floor. You know, it's not the ceiling. So you can be totally compliant with the law and still be screwing someone. Uh, Ethics is really about, you know, it's a a, sort of a higher standard. And it often um, deals with those things that can't really be captured as a law. Um, So there's often a certainly a if you had a Venn diagram, (laughs) ethics and law would have a lot in the middle, but they're not the same thing. Yeah, which is great. On that note, back to uh, why we do ethics. So what makes a good person? Wow. Um, Is there a definition? Like, and you either are or you aren't? Or is being a good person more of like a sum of all the good you've done minus all the bad you've done? Like, is there any way to say with any certainty whether someone is good or bad? Or like, could my assessment of someone say that they're be that they're like a good person and yours could be that they're a bad person. In that case, which of us is right? Well, I think um, we could have a discussion about it that use those ethical principles that we talked about in order to come to a conclusion. But I think it would be very rare for me to describe a person as a totally good or totally bad person. I just think it's very rare for that to exist. I mean, in Shakespeare, you have Iago saying, you know, I'm a villain and I'm proud of it. But most people, I think, usually think they're pretty ethical. So, And most people are, in some cases, ethical and in other cases are not. Um, I think the, you know, the Greeks had an idea of the unity of the virtues that you would attain to this point at which, you know, like, you were sort of good in all things. Um, In my private observation of people, I think that often doesn't happen, that there will be people who are very kind, but perhaps not so honest, or people who are, you know, the soul of integrity, but, you know, they may not have a lot of compassion. So, you know, we, we all have talents even in the moral realm where we're good on some things and bad on other things. Now, of course, there are people who are saintly and there are people who have, uh, you know, taken evil to a great degree, but most of us, I think, exist in the middle. And the purpose of what we do here is to try to get people to ask the question of themselves, like, okay, when I make a business decision, I can say, is it you know good for the bottom line? But I can also say, is it the right thing to do? And we always want to try to get people to add that question. Right. Definitely. So it's a complicated question to answer, like whether or not you're a good person. But that's not to say that there 
isn't an answer in all cases. Because definitely there are some people where you could probably definitively say that, like, yes, they are a good person. Or, like, maybe this person was really bad, like Hitler. Like, there are a lot of probably traits in him that maybe were good to some people. Like, he might have been a really... He loved his mother, yeah. yes. And, yes. like, he had a girlfriend, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I'm sure she liked him, so... But that doesn't necessarily outweigh the bad. Well, absolutely. But I think what you raise is a very important point because a lot of times when we think about people who've done terrible things, we sort of expect them to be, you know, drooling, crazy, psychopathic people. Um, and they're often not. I mean, I think you see this often in discussions, say, of child abusers, um, child predators. They're, they're, they do terrible, terrible things, but they're often very winning. That's how they right. um, are able to do what they do. So um, it's dangerous, I think, to think that you're going to be able to look at a person and see are they good, are they bad. I think for me, like I want to look at what they do um, and make an assessment. But, uh, you know, I'm a somewhat religious person and I think, you know, God decides ultimately whether you're good or bad. Our job is really to try to live up to the best in ourselves um, and, you know, and to and to judge actions and to say that thing that you did was really wrong. Are you good or bad? I don't even know whether that's an interesting question. Right. People aren't black or white. Things are. Their actions are. Their actions are. And I think we need to call people out on things they do that are wrong and right. praise them for things they do that are right. Definitely. But people exist more in shades of gray. I think so. I mean, I think it's the odd person who's on either end of that spectrum. So really, you know, the the guy who does character education for us has done a lot of work in um, jails and uh, alternative schools for kids who've been in trouble with the law. And um, he said, you know, no one is in jail because they didn't know it was wrong to steal a car. They knew. The, really, it's usually something around their ability to resist temptation, to stay away from a crowd that's doing things that are problematic. Um, it's other kinds of skills. Are they a bad person because they stole a car? Um, they did a bad thing. Right. So what or who do you think shapes our moral ethical compass um, ultimately leading us to the kind of person we are? Well, you, most people starts with their parents. And I think, you know, for most of us, that's um, at the heart of how we start to become moral people. Certainly, uh, what we read, I think, has a, a real impact in the sense of helping to expand our notion of how people can act in different situations and giving us role models of courage or even role models of bad behavior so that we get a better sense of like how the world works. I also think for most of us there are mentors, you know, there there's the teacher who really makes an impact on you. There's the the friendships certainly have a huge impact on how we behave. So you see, for uh, example, 
kids who would, on their own, never do something terrible, but together as a group torture someone else because none of them had the right. kind of moral wherewithal or courage to say this is not right. Yeah. So sometimes the group, especially for young uh, people, you know, young teenagers, can have a tremendous impact as well. So, you know, it's your experience. It's all of those things together. Definitely. Is there anything that you are excited to uh, hear about, talk about, do this coming academic year? Well, the country is uh, facing a lot of really intense issues this year, more than I remember in a long time. I'm a child of the 60s, and um, so the civil rights movement, the anti-war movement really formed me, speaking of things that form your character, you know, I see some of those issues resurfacing this year in ways both um, encouraging and troubling. You know, I think we've seen a resurgence of racial division that's very Certainly. Uh, troubling. But I think I look forward to our being able to talk about that. I think certainly on campuses, issues around sexuality, sexual assault, those are very important. Um, you know, you're at a period when you're really starting to go out with people, figure out what kind of sexual being you want to be. And uh, the climate that we create around that on campus, I think, is really important, very much related for, to uh, how we deal with alcohol, another important issue on campuses. Um, and then, of course, what's going on in the larger world um, it's an election year like no other, uh, and I'm 65 years old, and I've never seen one like this. So I'm very anxious to hear what students are thinking, and that'll be very exciting. Yeah. Well, we are excited to do this podcast. Um, so this has been the first episode. Hopefully you guys have kind of gotten the uh, the measure of what's going to be coming again this is the Big Q podcast, and episodes air weeks three, six, and nine of each academic quarter here at Santa Clara, and will come out on Thursdays. So we hope to have you back listening to us next time. <laughs> <laughs>